Welcome, everyone, to Pixelated Realms, your guide through the digital landscape, untangling the mysteries of your favorite titles and discussing the latest and greatest in video game fun. I'm your host, Alex Salerno, and alongside me is not only my brother, Tyler, but also Dustin coming back for a twofer. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hello, hello. Well, while he's fixing that, I'm going to talk about a little housekeeping, and then we'll, we'll see if he's, he's back. But um, I just wanted everybody who's listening for the first time, uh, we record every other Tuesday, so feel free to follow us and hear our uh, twice a month shenanigans on the video game industry. And there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, a lot of reveals. We had BlizzCon, a couple of games coming up that we, we just finished up, and then Bungie layoffs. So we're going to be diving into that, but uh, let's, let's see what Tyler's up to. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, you know, missed you guys last week. I'm glad you could have a, have a discussion um, about all those great topics. Lately, uh, besides, you know, just uh, having had a little bit of a crazy work time myself, uh, I've been uh, following a lot of competitive Mortal Kombat. Uh, the Mortal Kombat 1 scene has really developed. I mean, long, you know, anyone who's been listening to our podcast knows uh, we've we've had a few discussions about Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, it's been a really exciting, uh, how do I put this, you know, kind of uh, online competitive scene developing as, you know, does happen when you have a new uh, fighting game come out. And it's been really exciting. I mean, there's just a lot of, like, really great uh, tournament, uh, you know, tournament hosts. I know Rips Arena on Twitch has been doing these daily tournaments with uh, large prize pools, and it's just been really uh, enjoyable to watch. There's also Tampa Never Sleeps and, uh, you know, a variety of other really great online tournaments so it's just been one of those things that i love turning on and and just you know i know i can just click on twitch at any time and pop into a a tournament of high level play so honestly i've been watching more mortal Kombat lately than i've been playing it but i've I've still been playing a lot of it and uh it's it's been really fun we actually have um uh, omni man from the invincible (laughs) series coming out next week uh four days from now so on thursday early access and he is just looking bad ass i mean he's like dude he's wild. absolutely terrifying just like he is in the show i mean he just he looks like he's gonna be so much fun to play so i'm really looking forward to that i wish they kind of just uh, like dropped his dlc and made him like a one punch win every time just to like be <laughs> funny about it be like instant murder he just like grabs their skulls and just crushes it instantly it's like this isn't even a fight <laughs> It's going to get crazy once we get both Omni-Man and Homelander as DLC characters because yeah, but right, they're both kind of evil Superman, supermen. <laughs> I think Omni-Man would crush Homelander, though. I think he would just like burn, like crush him into a little ball and, you know, throw a, like a swish in the basket because Homelander is really strong, but Omni-Man is like destroyed the Earth strong. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I agree. Like, Omni-Man is, like, on another level, but, like, Homelander still has all the, yeah. you know, evil Superman stuff. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. It'll, it'll it, you know, as it goes, like, right, like, Johnny Cage, who technically doesn't have any mystical powers versus Omni-Man, shouldn't even make sense. But, you know, it's just one of those things you just yeah, have it's fun just for with fun. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's just for fun. But that's cool. I haven't been really following the competitive scene. Honestly, it's it's like so above my like mentality. It's so amazing how calculated that is. Like every frame is thought about, every move, every frame, every and then every like 
the breakdown of the frame like you were talking about in previous episodes yeah. or it's you know like oh am i vulnerable in this frame or not do i have block advantage or or i forgot all the terminology but it's just yeah. like that's like it's like work you well the to, thing like... is too is it's work that's done by the community as a whole and that's that kind of the fun thing so like you know when you're listening to, and you're watching a lot of these competitions and you're listening to the hosts like You'll hear people like use obviously these terms that are probably you know for the most part are going to be unfamiliar to a lot of people. But once you start to pick up on them, you really like start to get that in-depth knowledge. So like, oh, you know, Raiden's third hit in this one particular combo, I know I can duck really quickly and really punish them hard afterward. And so like, it's cool as like you know it's like oh this is week one there's a lot we don't know and now we're in um you know a month plus in and it's like wow these people have gone they've grown from like you know they've always been good but they've developed their skills in a deeper and like more knowledgeable way and like mm -hmm. you know aspects of the game are coming out and so that that part is just really fun because it feels like everyone's learning together and you can get like hype and crazy together um one of the fun things has been like you know, I, I think people are always eager to uh, try to, like, make character tier lists when it comes to fighting games. Like, oh, this guy's so easy. This guy's way better than this guy. You know, this character sucks. And I just love to see that getting crushed in the first few mm -hmm. weeks of this game. Like, everyone was convinced for a while that, like, Sub-Zero sucked. And now he's, like, the only character I see in ranked play. Right. Uh, and and he's, he has somewhat low damage, but he's, like, incredibly good at other things. And, you know, another one is Natara. People are like, yeah, worst character ever. And then I just saw Natara win a, a competition a couple of weeks ago. And so it's, like, I, to me, honestly, I don't think there's a single character who is unplayable in a competitive, like, way. Um, yeah. As long as you have the creativity and, you know, and... and the reaction you know the proper reactions it's, yeah i feel like too in those impressive. situations that actually having a character that people aren't as familiar with is almost an advantage right yeah. because they're like who, who they're not familiar with fighting against because they don't have that pattern memorized so like you're saying people take that as like a challenge you'd be like oh you said this is this character sucks all right let's let's give it a go and you know i'm gonna kick your ass with it yeah and there's people who specialize in that so like i i really uh i've been following a competitive uh player named honeybee he used to play he's the most famous flash player in injustice 2 that was kind of his claim to fame and he went to evo uh the, the fighting conference and he, he you know got like top eight or something but either way um he chose reptile who is also considered fairly low tier and you know the dedication is there they really like have to dedicate themselves because they'll like be getting their butt whipped by some basically cheap thing that they haven't balanced yet and they have to try to, you know, get creative. And it's really fun to watch that. Um, but it's also, like, on the other side, like, I've definitely watched streams where he's just like, why do I play this character? Why do I, you know, put myself through this? So Funny. it's uh, it's it's cool. You know, it's, it's awesome to see them excel at something that no one else is, you know, really excelling at. Um, but, you know it's a it's a roller coaster of emotions so it's 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 a journey it's a story i just play whichever character has the least amount of clothing that's just me though i believe they have a whole genre of games called dead or alive for 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 people like that that's literally <laughs> the basis of that game i i didn't even know it was a fighting game until like a year ago i had no idea either i thought it was like a volleyball game or something hey, there is a volleyball <laughs> it also is a volleyball game yeah <laughs> 
It's that's the only knew. thing I had seen of it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they knew just, that's yeah, fan service, right? Wanted. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they know their genre and their niche. That's the only reason people play that one, anyways. But, uh, Dustin, so what are you up to? How's your business going? Uh, all is well. All is well. Um, had some terrible heartburn last night. It sucked. But, <laughs> Getting old. But, uh, I know, man. Super old. Uh, but no, I, I was going to, like, I guess on the esports topic, talking about Worlds a little bit. Uh, League of Legends World Championship is happening right now. Oh. And, like, it's such a pet peeve about this topic because, like, I don't watch a lot of League. Um, you know, I do, and I'm, like, kind of involved with the team, uh, working with the team. Like, I get, like, you know, more amped up and I follow it more regularly. But, like, I do follow a lot of people on Twitter that are very invested in it, like, mm-hmm. pastors and, and, um, like the two best regions are china and korea south korea you know like by far like one of those two regions have won every league of legends world championship since 2011 the only time a european team ever won was in 2011 the very first worlds north america has never won but i swear to god dude if you follow this scene like every world you just have all these north american fans and all these european fans and they're just like fucking bickering at each other like this insane rivalry about which one sucks the most and that's like dude you both suck like <laughs> neither of you guys have won in 10 years north america you've never won like you guys are literally like super toxic to each other about which one of you guys is the third best you know and like i'm just like north america just shut the fuck up like get good like you guys haven't even won like you're not even close like like and this year it's like this huge thing na has been bragging a ton because all the european teams got knocked out uh during uh swiss and one north america team won i uh, advanced to the knockout rounds and then of course like in that like three-day period of time all the na fans are like yeah fuck you europe like we advanced like we're coming up and then they got dicked on 3-0 by, like, whoever they were playing. And, like, just got knocked immediately out like and just, like, rolled. And it's like, y'all are embarrassing. Like It's like, like that meme of the guy who got third place and he's, like, pissing all over the stage and first and second is like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, you guys are, like, celebrating mediocrity to a certain extent. Like, I get, like, these players are good. Like, they're still a third yeah, best region. You know, but it's like, guys, like you act like you're getting clowned on by other regions. Like, it's yeah, not, like yeah. And it's not close. It's not close. You know, it's not like all oh, they, they it was three two. Like they, all the games are really close. It's like no, like you're not anywhere near as good as the other two regions because you didn't even lose to the person who's probably going to win the tournament. And um, yeah, it's just funny. Like and every year, it's the same shit, man. Every year, like these NA and EU fans, and again, the casters get involved in that. They're bickering with the casters from Europe, and it's just like the whole community is up on arms with each other, and it's just like bickering for third. And it's just, I, I find it really <laughs> embarrassing. Um, it's like when Arsenal uh, soccer team like used to celebrate getting fourth place because they'd qualify for champions. Like I'm a big Arsenal fan. It's like, y'all are embarrassing. That's just the American way to celebrate everything, even if we're losing and just win, lose. Yeah, and just be like, yeah, patriotism. Fuck everyone else. It's like, you guys, we're we're doing very poorly. (laughs) Maybe we should sit down and take a look at ourselves. Yeah, Yeah, the way I compared it to somebody was somebody was talking about it on Twitter, and I was like, it's like, this is like listening to Padre fans. 
Like no one cares what you have to say because you've never even been good. You know, like <laughs> they I, have you're a like, really nice stadium though. They do. I do love Petco Park. Um, but you know, it's like, yeah, it's just like the 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 good teams aren't even paying attention to you because you're irrelevant. Get get relevant, and then like people will take notice. And that's how I feel about like North American League of Legends. So yeah, well, confidence is key, and we have a lot <laughs> of confidence. Yeah, it is funny how like I mean I did follow when I when I really played you know league a lot I mean I you know like six months to a year I would not you know a lot with with big quotes there um, I did follow the the professional scene and I do remember just like the the you know basically like the Asian teams you know Korea and China they just have like completely different levels of teamwork and flexibility than the na teams and the european teams like like compared you know compared to what i could do the na guys and the european guys like i was like wow that's incredible but like when you put them side to side in a match it was like it's like it, it was just like the korean teams or the chinese teams they would just descend like with this mechanical precision on people yeah and then pull out tech that like you've never even dreamed about or seen in in our neck of the woods which so it's just it yeah like you i think it's a good way to like they just weren't even on the same playing field yeah. necessarily well, yeah. i think a lot of that comes down to is like the especially north america like the north american esports teams and you see this across everybody is everybody wants to be that individual mvp player that like gets the sponsorships and is on the board and, you know, is this cowboy character. And so they're really like selfishly trying to beat out their own teammates as opposed to like the other, some other countries where they're like, don't really have that mentality and they're kind of a group mentality and they're there to help the team. They're there to push like this, the the win. Right. Well here, everyone's out. Uh, It's also like a much more toxic environment from what I've heard overseas in terms of like here, like you can't like, get too crazy with your team you know over there like but like i mean we we even see this with like japanese gaming companies where it's like why aren't you doing your job like five minute break fuck you like get your ass back in there and start like developing games like sleeping under your Uh, desk kind of shit like it's it's there's definitely an expect a very strong expectation of how you should perform you know a specific task yeah that that yeah um but you know still you know um yeah, it's just a, a whole different volume. But yeah, I, I agree too. Like, you know, if you took like a top college player who like sucks in the NBA, you know, but like you took him down to the park, he's gonna like just destroy everyone. Yeah, destroy it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. It's like like Shroud. Shroud never been a great esports player. Yes, he was pro. Right. On Cloud Nine, was never considered one of the best players in the world. He was just, never considered the yeah. best player even on his team, which was a mediocre team. But if you watch him on Twitch or wherever he streams he's these God. days, yeah, 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 he just rolls everyone. And yeah. because when you t- put him against normal people, like he is like like four steps above, you know. But that's the thing. He's... I feel like Shroud has great moments. Like that was always his thing about in esports. It was he had amazing moments. Like if you look up Shroud like compilations, you're just like if you collect all of his best moments, it was like wow, that is exciting. But like. You know, whether or not he won championships, you know, that's a whole different conversation. I think I could take him. One for one, yeah. CSGO, let's do it. Let's do it, Shroud. I'm calling you out. I, <laughs> I saw I saw, I saw, saw him at BlizzCon once. I was just like, well, I walked into the main hall and I was just like staring around at things. 
And I saw like a cool statue, and I was like, "That's a cool statue." And then I saw someone like blocking it, and I was just like, "Oh, oh, that's shroud." Huh. Okay, cool. And like, I just kind of like looked at him, like nodded my head. He just kind of looked at me, and I was just like, "All right, cool." And then yeah. I just walked away. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't what need I would expect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't need hey, to talk I, to I've man. seen your face before. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. It, no. Like. We like later ran into like Soda Pop and then Logan was like, "Hey man, you know," and like Soda Pop, you know, he was not enthused, you know. So yeah, <laughs> I've learned my lesson that it's better just to be like, "Huh, that person, cool," and then you know, go go on my way. <laughs> yeah, I totally just missed like the last sixty seconds because my headphones said they were at thirty percent and Rip. then it just died. <laughs> oh no! Well, that's a good time um, for us. But to I'm back now. I'm back. Yeah. Let's Good let's transition that. off of esports then into something else. I really want to talk about Alan Wake too. Have you guys played this at all or even seen anything about it? I've heard so, some people chattering about it, but that's about it. I've been watching some gameplay. I did not play Alan Wake one. So here's my questions. One, do I need to buy this? Yes. And two do I need to play Alan Wake one first? No, but it's a good game as well. So okay. okay. So I'm okay. I try not to go like on like crazy Alex rampage on this one because it I'm trying to like collect all my thoughts in a very articulate way. It is an amazing fucking game and I'm mm. trying and I want to like get this across on how amazing this game is. It is incredible. Now take in mind it is is a horror game so it's very much like a immersive slow experience. But okay. they do such a good job. It's so fun. In fact, I'm like, I have it paused on my screen next to me because I'm just like, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to go play it because it's just so good. And Tyler, you'd appreciate this. Like some of the top three things about it that I love is uh, like one, it's got a really fun, interesting story. And that like, I don't know if you play Control at all. I would actually recommend playing Control before this one mm-hmm. if you were to play anything beforehand because they take place in the same universe and there is overlap. Oh, I did it, not play Control, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so there's, like, char- recurring characters and stuff like that. And, like, uh, it, it's, like, loose. Like, you don't actually need to know anything about the story of Control, but there are just, like, common elements of the world. Like, for instance, that, like, in their universe, like, it's not magic, but there's, like, weird things happening. And uh, people aren't really aware of it, but there's, like, government organizations and stuff that, like, take care of that. And that's just, like, a common thing in this world. So the fact that, like... You know, there's a weird murder cult going around. Uh, isn't such a weird thing, you know, in this kind of like universe. But, anyways, besides the point. So the the story is really, really, really good. There is um, the audio in it is amazing. If I would recommend, honestly, Tyler, you play the game just for the audio. The audio yeah. design in it is like top tier. Wow. And they, um, I I highly recommend. Like I've been playing on the PS5, and um, I have the the headset that has the spatial audio, and it like yeah. totally changes the game for me. Like every single thing in the game is designed to to immerse you into the story and the world, and the audio design takes it to the next level. Like there's whoever did the audio in that, like props to you. Like so 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 good. And like you can hear the enemies like behind you, and the wow. um, and you play in like a dream world basically, like half the game. So, um, you know they get weird with it, and it's amazing. And like I, this isn't ruining anything, but if you're um, no. kind of like a, a hardcore person who wants to go in completely blind, then I guess maybe you'll consider this a spoiler. But it doesn't affect the story at all. So skip ahead of thirty seconds. But there's a there's a there's a chunk of the game where you're in the dream world part, 
and or the the darkness world or whatever and it's a fucking musical of Whoa. the game and it is and it's amazing it is such wow. a good scene it's a scene that i will never get out of my head because it's so good it's like it was like i, I played through it and i was like done and i had, like, had to like pause the game and sit back and i was just like that was like an experience <laughs> like it was so funny and good because it was like didn't take itself very seriously in like a horror game and it was just really good um and they do wow. something remedy is really interesting so they're a finnish company and so a lot of the characters yeah. are finnish or swedish or or you know scandinavian in that sense um sure. so it's, it's very interesting like the culture and stuff like that and they use real actors in like very famous scandinavian actors and yeah. some some of which like if you watch the show viking like they're in there so i was like oh hey i know that guy but anyways they use yeah. um real world video in mixed in with the game and it's but oh. it's done like so well like there's like commercials that are hilarious in the game that are done by the live actors and um and then there are scenes that are like transitions between the chapters and some of them are live action and it doesn't feel weird at all like it totally blends in and like it actually shifts from the game to the real person and it and it's so intense like that's how I, wow. I don't know how to describe it like i'm trying to find the words honestly and what uh like what kind of game is it though is it like a last of us style like shooter investigation kind of game uh, i would say it has some kind of elements of that but it's more of a resident evil mm. kind of style mixed with last of us it, by resident evil though i mean like puzzle solving like you're going around yeah. you're discovering stuff and then there are enemies to shoot and kill of course and you do have a gun it's a third person um right. kind of a game and stuff like that but honestly the the immersion into the world is the best part because like nothing in the game doesn't make sense and mm. but everything make doesn't make sense and what i mean by that is like they like written the world that they're basically like, okay, there's this weird, crazy, mystical creature that is changing the, the rules of the universe, and nothing is going to make sense anymore. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. So then when anything <laughs> weird happens, you're like, that's canon. Like, it totally makes sense that this would happen because nothing makes sense anymore. And it's not like in yeah. some games where you're like, okay, like that would never happen because they totally like said, F the rule book, and it all is just so well packaged that you come out the other end and you're just kind of like like i need a breather like that was so cool like there's never a moment in the game where you're like bored like you're just so everything it's mainly is mainly a plot driven game yes it is there is a little bit of action here and there and it's just enough to keep you um from getting like this from it feeling stale but it's yeah. mostly like a like a discovery game like you're going here you're you're talking to this person you play so like um, this isn't a spoiler. This is like the very first four seconds of the game. So you play as like an FBI agent in the real world. And you also play as Alan Wake. So you're playing like in the real world, trying to figure everything out. So you're this FBI agent. And then they have like their, their like pause menu. You're like in this like mind palace in your head and you're mm. putting the clues together. And there's situations where you're like, you'll talk to somebody and then it'll be like, you go into the mind palace and you have these like clues and then you'll like figure something out and then you'll open up new dialogue, for instance. So it's just like, huh. it's a detect, honestly, it's first and foremost, it's a detective game. And it right. is so cool. And that's of course a play on like the whole thing that Alan Wake is a writer and that he writes detective novels. He writes specifically oh. horror detective novels. So it's kind of like this whole thing of like, 
I don't know. I don't want to go too into it because, um, you know, the story speaks for itself. But if uh, you, if you're into spooky games, if you're into narrative driven games, uh, I this is ten out of ten in my book. I like top wow. ten coolest games I've ever played. Holy cow! I mean, that's a pretty big endorsement. I, it, uh, how is it on PlayStation? Perfect. I love it. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, I debated about getting on the computer or the PlayStation. Um, I'm actually glad I went with the PlayStation. It is a much better couch experience, in my opinion, than it would be like a mm. sitting-in-a-chair PC experience. Um, because I like to put in... But, I mean, honestly, I would say whichever... Like, for anybody out there, whoever has... Whatever system you have a better set of headphones for is the one I would go <laughs> with. Because the audio... Like, I played it with and without my headset a few times, and the headset, like, like cranks it to 11. Because it's just the yeah. like the audio design is just master, masterful. It's so good, and there's like this like rock band in it that's playing music half the time. It's 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 so weird. It's such a bizarre game because like I told you, like they throw all the rule book out. Like they're like, hey, you're not in like typical Earth anymore. Shit just got weird, and they like wow. they roll with it, and they do such a good job. I don't know. It's really hard to explain. I... But I think I'll definitely have to pick it up. I, maybe I have to fight, make a determination between this and RoboCop. But if you wait long enough, Alex will probably just buy it for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I only I only do that for you because your stingy ass won't buy anything that I need a co-op partner for. <laughs> yeah, let's say it has to be co-op at least. Wow, this game, yeah, it looks yeah. crazy. So I mean, that's. that's... That's my rant. I can't wait to beat it. It's like to the point of where I'm like, I think I'm nearing the end and I'm like, I already kind of want to like replay it to yeah. like, because it's like that detective game to like replay it with the new like uh, vision, you know, with a new set of eyes that has like what I know now and to go back yeah. and play through the game. It's just, it's so, it's so cool. Well, I've already restart Boulder's Gate three times, so I mean, <laughs> I understand. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. That 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 sounds really fun. Yeah, I'd really yeah. like to check that that out and play it. Dude, have you played Alan Wake one? I have. Uh, I played it when it came out though, like ten years ago. Mm. So it's been a while. That game is good. Definitely nowhere near this level. Um, that one wow. is 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 good, but is a a lot less story driven if i remember right like i mean that's hard to say because this game is like i've never seen a game so story driven as this one um and still be like a game not like a telltale series but um it's good i definitely recommend like you don't need to know that one they kind of do a highlight in the beginning of this one and they're like hey this is what you missed and and then you kind of jump right into it but wow, all yeah. good. Remedy, Remedy's knocking out of the park. First with uh, Alan Wake, then Control, and now this one. I'm sure there's stuff in between. Those, you know, the Finnish know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to. I wonder if like Control's one of those games where you can get it in like a bum bundle, and I haven't like ever. I don't know if I have it or not. Uh, I think it might be one of the free PS5 games. Even is it? Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Wow, that sounds really cool. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you know what that makes me think of. Just thinking of other Epic Store games right now. Have you guys watched any gameplay for uh, the this game? I've been looking 
forward to a lot, and it has not been getting what good reception, so I'm scared. And that is the Lord of the Rings Return to Moria uh, survival kind of... Didn't that uh, come out? I thought that It just already came out. came out. Yeah, it just came out. It's about... Uh, it's like two weeks old, but mm-hmm. I've been hearing pretty mixed things. Uh, yeah, have you guys I've seen heard, anything? I've heard mixed as well. But that's Gosh, interesting. I have not heard of those games. It's like that yeah. other one. What's it called? The dwarf. Uh... Yeah, it's like Deep Rock Galactic. Deep, little. Yeah, that one. Although Ooh, fifty-eight it... Metacritic. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I... that's like people are getting fired. Bad. <laughs> that might be that's like a, when it's free on Game Pass. Download, check it out, uninstall. <laughs> so that was the first thing I was like, "Is it on Game Pass?" But no. Um, yeah, I was just looking forward to it so much because it seemed like such a fun idea. But then I I watched some gameplay. It looked kind of like, you know, we've all, I mean, given the amount of survival games that have been uh, released in the last, like, ten years, you know, you know a good survival game when you start it. And, like, people are definitely giving the red flags that, like, it's not a good survival game. And so I'm just like, don't waste Lord of the Rings IP, you bastards. I know, you already (laughs) fucked it up with Gollum. Right, right, right. So Gollum was already. I mean, man, we should have a whole episode on that and the debacle that that. Sh- I, I mean, know. imagine being so bad that you have to shut down your entire game studio. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. So well, I, actually, I didn't this even is a play it. This is a good segue, and I want to make. There's two topics I want to get to before, uh, <laughs> before the end of the the show. But um, so Bungie just announced a bunch of layoffs. They they laid off a hundred people. It's something like eight percent of their workforce. That's that's a pretty bad sign for a company that I have a lot of faith in and was really hoping was making a, a comeback, but it sounds not so good. I don't know. Are you guys Destiny interested in Destiny at all again? Uh, not terribly, but um, I will say, like, you know, working in the industry, um, you know, there's a really good games industry to have this article about this. And it's funny because my uh, business partner sent it to me. Before I read it, I was like, you know, like I'm, I am a victim of of game industry. Like I work for, a, I worked for a PR agency. For the people who don't know, working in video games, and uh, while you know I don't work for a studio, like budget cutting to studios or publishers results in not needing PR retainers as much, results in less business. People get laid off. Um, but I'm not really surprised by all the layoffs, and I'm kind of surprised that people are so surprised by all the layoffs. Um, and I told my business partner, I was like, gaming saw like an incredible amount of growth during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was rushing to video games. And like- It was one of the stu- few industries that didn't have an issue. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it, like it was blowing up, right? Yeah, and absolutely. these companies were hiring a lot of people to help manage like community and growth and like all this stuff. Um, so now that gaming, sure, is still having a very, very successful year. Like all these great games are coming out, they're having great sales. Like companies are scaling back because the industry itself, in terms of like downloads and and things like that, are kind of getting back to pre-COVID. So, is it really that surprising that companies are now kind of shifting workforces back to pre-COVID levels? Um, and it was funny because I said all this to my business part again, and then I read the article, and there's a whole section of the article that basically talks about that very point mm-hmm. that, you know, that gaming, yes, it grew, but, like, all these different metrics that they had that I don't 
but didn't bother looking up because I just felt it was obvious. Like they started calling out these things, and so yeah, it paints a picture of like, of course, like layoffs yeah. are happening because the industry is scaling back. So I don't personally think, oh, sure, like CEOs are getting rich, like that's always going to happen. You know, stockholders are getting rich, but yeah, I'm not terribly shocked that we're seeing a, I, you could almost even say correction mm-hmm. in the games industry in terms of talent. And it sucks. There's a lot of very talented people yeah. out there right now. And, you know, everybody wants to help people find jobs, but, you know, we'll have to wonder right now, are there enough jobs to go around? Like I've been on the workforce, you know, I got laid off in July, so it's been almost like now five months and mm-hmm. to the point where I'm just starting my own business yeah. because you know like it's just not there but I'm fortunate enough to work in an industry where I can do that unfortunately a lot of developers and engineers and software people can't just start their own game studio you know so um, it's a bummer uh, it's a bummer that it's happening but I don't think it's a surprising thing that's happening I mean, I think that's a really good point. I think calling it a correction makes sense to certain degrees. You know, I, I, it's a little surprising. I mean, just given Bungie's, I guess, time. But like, like you know, kind of, kind of how long they've been been doing this. Uh, but maybe you know, like, what does this say about Destiny and like what's happening with that game right now? I mean, I know you follow it pretty closely, Alex, and I love and, it. And you know, I, yeah. But would wouldn't you say like? You know, Destiny 2 is at, you know, it's got to be, how do I put this? I don't want to say end of life because that makes it sound like it's so, you know, boring. But, like, well, it's got to their... be coming to a natural conclusion, so right, at this point. It's this next, so they do yearly expansion drops, and they did this four-year um, saga of, like, light and dark kind of a thing. And this next expansion coming yeah. up, at this that was supposed to come up this December, but ended up getting uh, delayed because of the layoffs, I think. And that was supposed to be the final one. And I, I can't find the actual article, but I remember hearing somewhere that they were um, that early playtesting of it was coming back with poor like results. And so they were worried. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the layoffs. I have no idea. The layoffs, like you said, might just be part of how it works. I don't know if that's indicative of Bungie or Sony who owns Bungie. Um, I, I don't even know if the game has been tapering because the thing with destiny 2 is it's kind of weird that like people will be like oh the game's dead but you'll look in, at the numbers and it, they're like skyrocketing like it's like oh we've had the most concurrent players we've had in like years and mm. so i i can't exactly say if it's dead or not i haven't actually been playing myself for the past year that also has to do with the fact that i have a kid now but I, like i don't know i uh, paul tassi who um you know you love him or hate him he does the destiny reporting for forbes and or he did i don't know if he's still there but he recently put out a article that said something along the lines of like has destiny 2 outgrown its welcome is it time for destiny 3 do we need a break from destiny and kind of refresh because destiny 2 has certainly become a grind fest it's certainly become just like same thing over and over and over again and i i like destiny i like the world of destiny i like the, the 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 level design is amazing there's a lot of positives but there's also a lot of negatives. So I can see that it's slowly tapering in its life. And we'll see at the end of next year because they're going to have to either announce what they're doing after the end of this light and dark saga, which they haven't done yet, or, yeah. or they're going to have to say, hey, we're not doing anything. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I Destiny is a game I've always enjoyed, but on a very, very light level. Like, to me, like, I, if I put in, like, 20 to 50 hours, like, that is more than I will ever need when it comes to Destiny. So, like, but then there's, like you said, you know, there's there's a lot of players who, like, that's their go-to game day in and day out, you know, to, to some degree to yourself as well. So... It's it's just I mean a game can be different things to different people and you know I'm I'm very curious to see if they'll pivot or if they'll go for a Destiny three or you know kind of what that's gonna look like in the future. Yeah, I know. I think what makes Destiny so interesting, or Bungie layoff so interesting, or or surprising, we'll say surprising is a better word, is that they have two new games they're working on. You know, like Destiny has been like their soul focus for years and then they announced two new ips i believe yeah, one for sure. and what? so so i think they have two new ips coming out and like that's the time they decide to scale back is when they have multiple games now they need to build for so um, that's kind of surprising i will say a lot of their cuts i think not all of them but I know they did cut a lot of their like uh, forward-facing people. Uh, you know, like one of my friends uh, there got laid off. Um, one of the community managers, which is really a bummer because she's an amazing person. Um, you know, so like that's also kind of indicative of like maybe like their focus is like they're scaling back in terms of community management and like the like more public faces because they're going to kind of like go into like. Not hibernation, but, you know, like, they're going to, like, take a step back and, like, yeah. really focus on development and kind of go quiet yeah. on that front. And then maybe when they get closer to launching these two new IPs and whatever's next for Destiny, if anything, um, they'll kind of ramp back up. But, yeah, um, you know, if there's no new content coming out for Destiny 2, then there probably isn't really a huge need to have, like, a community team and different yeah. stuff like that. You know, at least not at the scale they might have had before. I mean, I think that's one of those things where I think it's easy for, uh, not that I'm, like, trying to defend, like, layoffs or anything like that, certainly not, but it's easy, I think, as a gamer to forget that, like, every game cannot just have live service all the time for its entire life, right? Like, I think we've all heard situations where it's like, oh, they're shutting the servers down for XYZ game, you know, and there's, like, a group of people who are pissed, and it's like, I mean, I get it, but, like, servers cost money, man. Like, I mean, I like, mm-hmm. yeah, you should be able to play your game, and I understand, but, like, the game's 25 years old. Like, how, you know, how long did you expect them to keep the servers up and running or, well, you know, whatever the case? Yeah. That, I mean, I don't want to segue just yet, but that's a good segue to our next one. <laughs> because, <laughs> because WoW is the ultimate yeah. never-gonna-die game. Well, <laughs> yeah, and... and that's the thing is as this is so, just, the, we've been having this discussion that was where my mind was as well right speaking of games that have gone on probably too long but aren't bad uh it's yeah it's, it's interesting um oh do we have anything else we want to wrap up when it comes to destiny thoughts uh, i don't know I, in general the, the only thing that i have is that we've heard the the death of destiny 2 is coming for like like constantly it's kind of like the like 2020 end of the world and then the 1990 yeah. whatever end of the world like it just keeps coming yeah. yeah 2012 yeah. or whatever it was yeah like 
they keep coming and they never happen. So I, it's like another one of those, in my opinion, where it's like, uh oh, this is Bungie's the end of the line for Destiny, and it's like, yeah, well, just like the last time. But I mean, on the on the flip side of that, there was some like really high profile layoffs, like you were saying, like um, the community manager. I know who you're talking about. I forgot her name um, off the top of my head. I don't want to butcher it. But the more more uh, don't dox them. <laughs> they um yeah no they um the they they dumped the like lead uh, audio engineer. No, not audio engineer. What's what's the title for that? But the composer. The composer, I guess. Yeah, and so the person who's been on it from Destiny One. Yeah, so like that's, that's a big. That's a big concern because the music is amazing and one of the biggest like pluses in Destiny 2. So, I mean, we'll see. I, it, in my opinion, I, Destiny 2 is probably not dead. I don't really see a Destiny 3 happening anytime soon. And I also, but I do think there's going to be a change. And so we'll see where what happens with it. Yeah, I mean, if they're dropping the composer, that definitely makes me, I mean, there's always like the, you know, he asked for more money. They said no kind of deal. But, um... It definitely makes me think they're not intending on making any more content for the, you know, Michael Salvatore. Sorry. Okay. He's a famous composer, I guess, for Destiny. Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure he's not cheap, but also, like, it could be their intention that they're just not, you know, looking to create more content that needs immediate, you know, like, an in-house composer is a luxury, right? Like, you... most game companies just hire composers they say hey can you compose the music for this great you know they'll come back if they need more um bigger companies like blizzard or uh you know bungie or riot have some in-house composers but that's because they have revenue streams right constant revenue streams yeah i mean i'm sure this guy's not stressing (laughs) you know he's like oh no (laughs) he's like i got work yeah but uh especially when you have an oppressive rap uh you know rap sheet like he does yeah Yeah, absolutely So, you know, now we can segue over. So BlizzCon's happening, and, you know, speaking of ancient games that won't die, World of Warcraft has a new <laughs> saga, which is part of their kind of ongoing dragon-themed overall yeah. story, right? Can you tell so, me more about I, that? I will tell you more about it. Um, so it seems like... So, uh, uh, and sorry, WoW players, I'm not, like, up to date with the most absolute current uh, current parts of the lore. The last thing I played was us trying to take out the Fire Dragon uh, in Dragonflight. But, with that being said, it looks like they're kind of actually stepping away from the dragons, and they're going to go back to the main plot of Warcraft, which... To be perfectly honest, I think it was actually smart to kind of take a sidestep away from the plot because we went and killed Sargeras on his prison planet, which frankly was like the conclusion of, should have been the conclusion of of World of Warcraft. But time really travel been... and dimension yeah. jumping means, or you know, whatever bullshit. Without come even up with. mentioning that, yeah, I mean, I mean, Sargeras has been the big bad from day one. He is, uh, you know, Saruman. He is, you know, or Sauron. He is, you know, the 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 big bad, right? He's uh, he's uh, Voldemort. You know, yeah. so it's. The fact that, like, we kind of defeated him and there wasn't this big... And he shoves his sword down into Azeroth. Uh, you know, it just left a, a big kind of like, okay, where do we go from here? Um, WoW is... It, it's developed a lot. They've basically rebuilt the entire engine while keeping the game live. So it is not the same game it was when it was released. Which is a pretty amazing feat. Years. Yeah, and it's it's actually 
an incredibly amazing feat, and anyone who's played throughout that time definitely know you know knew when that happened. Um, and they did it throughout several expansions and updated small things here and there until they basically rebuilt an engine. Um, but it still begs the question. I think that you know this game has been going on for twenty plus years, and you know how's the story going to end? Um, so they did announce that they are uh they announced an expansion saga which is going to be the world soul saga it's a new concept um so when i heard someone was like oh yeah they announced three expansions i was like uh what <laughs> so they're called world of warcraft the war within world of warcraft midnight and world of warcraft the last titan so war within i'm gonna just for my lore heads out there is likely that we're going to be going closer and closer to the center of Azeroth, the planet that World of Warcraft takes place on, and we're going to be getting closer and closer to the, quote, baby titan that is growing in in the planet. Um, and so, it's really, you know, without getting too deep into the WoW lore, um, Azeroth, you know, contains within it a, a titan, which is like the gods of, of the World of Warcraft uh, universe, and we're going to be getting closer and closer to that, so we're going to be diving into uh, the the you know what do you, what do we want to call it the interior of the planet. <laughs> we're going and, in. We're going inside. Yeah, we're we're going in. We're you uh, seen, and I, it, it's like I yeah. always find it so funny. It's um, what's that Marvel movie the celestial with the celestial guys? Um, oh, Eternals. The Eternals. The Eternals is literally a ripoff of this, or vice versa. I don't know which one came first, but if you ever seen <laughs> Eternals, that's like basically it. Well, it's funny because if you know anything about Lord of the Rings, like, honestly, honestly, the Titans are uh, the the Valar. And, like, it's, like, it's one for one. Like, everything they is ripping really everything off. Going, oh, it's just so Lord of the Rings. But, like, you know, I mean, it's all taken from other tales and whatnot. So, either way... Um, so what I so I know there is for the newest expansion, the uh, the War Within. They've announced four new playable zones already. Uh, we got uh, our spider people back, um, which means uh, a new Barak must be back from the dead, or maybe a new uh, big spider boss is waiting for us. We have uh, so that that new zone, the spider zone, is called Ashkot Ashkahet. Uh, then we got uh, what looks like a basically three or two or three different places that look like they're inside of Azeroth. Uh, Hollow Fall, the Ringing Deeps, and Island of Dorne. Um, so it looks like Island of Dorne obviously is an isle, but we're going to be getting a new race as well, a new allied race, and that is going to be the Earthen. They're basically dwarves that are made of stone. <laughs> Uh, we're getting enhancements to the flying system, which was really exciting in Dragonflight, and much to my surprise was enjoyable when I thought it was going to be really boring and dull. Um, we're getting a new set of talents that are called Hero Talents, so it looks like they're just kind of like saying, like, okay, you know, you guys have mastered these classes, let's add some new abilities and more things to play with and mix up the meta. Um, and then we have this new feature, a couple of quality of life things called, like, uh, War Bands, which basically is like... If anyone's ever played Lost Ark and all of your characters are like sitting at a camp, you know, during your in your login screen, it's kind of like that. So you're going to have all of your WoW characters like sitting at a camp when you go to log in and they're going to you're going to be able to show off like your, you know, the best parts of uh, 
of your leveling and grinding and all the achievements you've made on that screen. So, yeah. I think uh, Diablo Immortal. Quality of life thing they should do. Oh, go ahead. Uh, saying that's. I was like, saying, what uh, quality of life? <laughs> go for it. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. That I'm not it. talking. Damn it. Uh, Diablo Immortal does the warband thing, so I wonder if that's where they like tested it, and then they were coming out and like it was positive. Anyways, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's a, it's a good, you know, it's a nice little feature. Like, I, it's one of those things where it's like, I see why they didn't prioritize this a couple years ago or ten years ago, whatever. But, um, you know, when you put a lot of, work, you know, people put a lot of work into these characters, uh, and your transmogs and your achievements, and so why not have a cool place to show them off? I think, I think why not? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably play it. Like, I just play through. The, I usually play through the. The campaign but i don't do any of the like hardcore after campaign stuff i just kind of mosey on around but i do feel like wow <laughs> like needs to reset like it's just too fucking big even if you just like limit yourself to the expansions and stuff like that it's hard not to like have all the shit from all the other games leak in and be like yeah. oh you don't have this item from some other expansion that's gonna make the game like that much easier or better or whatever uh, noob whatever it's like i feel like every now and again it needs just like a reset like maybe this would be a good opportunity for Star World, Starcraft World, Warcraft. Yeah, or no, World I, of Starcraft. I agree. <laughs> I, I think you know, especially with the story. You know, it's a finite story for the most part. So I, I agree. I think there, you know, it'd be smart of them to kind of like try to redo it. And I think that's part of the reason why I love Classic WoW so much. It's it's so the simplicity allows you to. What's a good way to put this? It's simple on the outside, then you have the opportunity to dig in, mm-hmm. you know, to the deep knowledge more. But like once you've had ten expansions, like it just, fe- especially for new players, it just feels really complex when you're stepping into it. Even um, for old even players, they... I feel like. Well, they yeah, do a good job. Yeah, if played of... WoW for a yeah. couple of years, I feel like it's very difficult to like jump in and like feel like maybe maybe if like you start at the launch of an expansion and you jump back in and you're kind of re-leveling with everybody next to the whatever the next leveling point is yeah. but like if you come in like mid-expansion like it is fucking like holy shit there's yeah, a lot it's like unplayable basically you yeah just have, yeah i mean it requires a lot of like you have of educating yourself within the you know the terms of the community and as as someone who's played through several expansions and you know somewhat more intense uh you know manners it i think they do a really good job at actually sectioning off the different expansions like if i come back for the new expansion i don't feel like i am you know screwed um as far as like oh i don't have this item or something like that they do a good job at resetting but yeah no i agree with that i i, I completely disagree with what alex said on that front because Tyler, you probably don't know this, but I was like top five guild like worldwide in like vanilla WoW back in the day. Oh wow, I didn't know. Um, oh, so I was like sorry. super hardcore into it, and um, I also got really hardcore into classic. Um, yeah, and, like me and all my <laughs> friends who were like in our like late thirties or early forties were like, "Let's get back and play WoW. We'll be casual, bro. We got families now. We can't be <laughs> hardcore. No, we can't play no. that game. Like chill." Like instantly, like we're raiding again, and I like after a year, I was like, I can't do this, guys. I got fucking kids, and like, yeah. I didn't, get a, I didn't yeah. get a summon one time for uh, for God, whatever that shit is in that desert. Uh, 
Um, yeah. A, yeah, AQ. And yeah. I was like, fuck this dude. I'm not running all the way over to AQ because you guys don't want to summon me because I was five minutes late. I was like, my appreciate, like, I'm not being appreciated for like the time I'm taking away from others that I could be doing. So fuck it, I'm done. Yeah, um, it was one of the most, uh, how do I put this? Like, I think I've done real life activities that judge me less than like the, the judgment that was bared down on me playing classic. Uh, I, I think it was a real, it's, it was really fun and I cleared Max and like that was to me, that was a big, like before uh, BC, of course. But like clearing Nax in the original classic, you know, form like was an achievement. And after that point for me, I was like, I cannot push myself to do this another 10 weeks just because, you know, mm. <laughs> it was like, like, yeah, I want that item. But like, there's no raid after this. This is it. We killed him, you know. So it was like, my, to me, like I achieved the goal and the motivation went away after that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, for me, like I stopped playing WoW hardcore, uh, like in a hardcore manner after the original vanilla i did play bc i played i came back for like midway through wrath um killed lich king um play the beginning of cataclysm and that was pretty much like where i ended for quite a while because for me you know i was like a day one kid i was at fries in orange county with a dev launch party getting my box signed before i even worked in the gaming industry you know all this stuff and it was a blast and um when you're like back in like classic like vanilla like we were like raiding like five six hours a night like literally like like four nights a week you know and like that was also before they had all the achievement like like stuff Mm -hmm. so like all this work we put in and then they clicked over to bc and then like level 72 blues are now better than like my best naxxoramus items and it was like, are you fucking serious? You know? Yeah, like, that actually lost a lot of people. There was yeah. a lot of people who were not happy about like. Yeah, because it I was did. just like so many hours. And again, like maybe if it was like it is today, where like, oh, like you had full tier three, cool, you get an achievement. Like, or you get an achievement for this. But it was before all that shit existed. Yeah. So like for us, it just felt like, yeah, for us, it just felt like, dude, like there is absolutely zero recognition for like just like countless fucking hours we put into this game and now someone who starts tomorrow and gets like level 72 has the same level gear we have right you know something i grinded months for the like this rare ass fucking healing and like healing like a trinket or whatever the fuck you know and so yeah it's super frustrating i just can't get back into it to the same level after that um because i was just felt like Betrayed might be a little strong, but like <laughs> I was, I was some kind of way about about it, and I was like, "This is just not wow. worth it." Yeah, it's 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 definitely one of the biggest. Uh, it's a part time job without, and and I that's not a joke. Like it is literally it a part time job. People uh, take that it, game it, more seriously than people take like their actual jobs. Yeah, oh, yeah well, I told Alex in the last uh, episode. I, I was talking to how like we were talking about uh, like gaming relationships. Like meeting like women because I had met a couple of girls over a while, and um, we'll we, were, we used to make fun of yeah we used to make fun topic. of people though because they would talk about they got their girlfriend World of Warcraft subscription and we're like no don't do it it's crack it's crack <laughs> don't do it you know because like that's how much you fucking play this game you know it's, it's like yeah like it's a huge commitment 
Yeah, my uh, my fiance Katie, and we'll have to pull her into one of these episodes soon to talk about it. But she played very, very intensely in uh, in Burning Crusade, and uh, you know, continually on. And she played classic with us as well. Um, so it's uh, it's it's quite something, you know. It's it's definitely hard to have a full time job and play that game to a acceptable standard, even when you're not trying to be the best in the world. <laughs> I literally flunked out of college playing World of Warcraft the first time around. You are like, not I'm... the only one who's done that for sure. And yeah. I I had a one of my freshman year roommates literally I mean I it's not because of WoW, but like I mean he spent like most of his freshman year playing WoW and then like dropped out from the school we were at. Uh he would he, I mean he transferred. It wasn't I don't want to say dropped out, but yeah, it's 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 consuming, right? Like if and if sure, if someone could pay us all to play that game, like I'll I'll give it my all, you know. But like it's tough, especially <laughs> the older we get. Um, yeah. But I love WoW. I think I I still think WoW is the game that I have the most hours on out of any game I've ever played. Uh, I still think it's the best MMO ever, uh, with some small caveats. Um, and uh, I, I want it to keep growing. I want to see a World of Warcraft 2. I want to see what Blizzard can do in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm really, you know, to me, like, I love the classic experience. I'm actually really happy with what they did with the classic experience. I think hardcore is a cool idea, even though I'm, I haven't played it myself. Um, and I'm really excited for this new announcement they have called the Season of Discovery, which is going to be essentially classic plus c- new content. Um, I think we're probably running low on time here, and maybe yes. we'll dive into it next week. But um, I think that's really exciting. I'm looking forward to playing it uh, on November 30th and uh, just seeing what they can do to mix up a meta that has been so defined. And that is something in video games, especially, you know, classic having seen it the most. It's people get so tunnel visioned on this is the best combination, right? This is the meta. This is the gear you need. This is the powers you need. And, like, yes, because the game's 20 years old, we can kind of say, like, with a fact, like, sorry, like, sorry, you know, it's it's true. That is just the best combination. We figured it out. So anything that's can happen to mix that up, to change the way we play, to, you know, create more of that, like, dis- community discovery of of the game and its mechanics, uh, I think will be a lot of fun. Just like I was saying with Mortal Kombat, you know, it's part of this discovery that we all do as a group. Um, and and to me, I really enjoy that. So I'm really looking forward to this new content. Maybe we'll we'll have some time to dive into it more next episode and uh, talk mm-hmm. about that. All right, well, I'm going to jump in here because we are way over time. We're almost at an hour. Um, uh, my last words on that is I hope WoW dies and I hope something new comes in its place. So it's, we'll never die. it's ready to go. Um, we'll talk about that more next time i'm not but uh we'll we'll talk about that more next time i feel like because the game will have either it'll have almost been out so we'll probably talk about it again um but i'm gonna end it there so thank you for listening don't forget to follow or subscribe to be notified it really helps us a lot it'll show you it'll notify you when we post new episodes every other tuesday and you can also find us on social media at pixelated realms or at pixelated realms podcast so thank you very much